What is up and welcome to the Beware the Bay podcast today. We're going to be talking about all the bowls, the senior bowl, the pro bowl, and the super bowl matchup. All that and more on today's podcast. Bucks fans, my name is Micah Frank, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Brandon Uncle B. Ricketts. We are recording our second off-season podcast. As always, we're stoked to be podcasting. Every two weeks is tough, man. I mean, I, I guess I just, I miss the sound of your voice, Brandon. I mean, what can I say? Oh. I, I, kind of weird, but you know, how are you feeling, man? <laughs> hey, it's actually pretty good. Actually, it's funny. I, I was talking to your younger brother, actually, tonight. It was I ran into him tonight at church, so it was really good to see, you know, another frank you know outside the realm of not being in the state so it was really weird seeing him in state (laughs) yeah i know i know they they took a a short trip to florida so i think they're enjoying it and you know i just i I just actually talked to somebody who's from tampa and uh he asked me you know are you are you ever planning on going back to tampa you know do you miss it i said of course i miss it you know i miss my family i miss the beaches and i miss my football team but that's about it (laughs) oh I heard that, heard that. Don't miss much about it, but, you know, heard that, heard that. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it's been a weird off season. you know. Got the, you know, the first couple weeks, got to go to a hockey game. This week, or this last couple weeks, I haven't done much. So, um, but, man, it's been a troubling, uh, troubling weekend. Troubling yeah, weekend, it, uh, it has. And, you know, we want, wanted to just go ahead and start the podcast off. Um on a bit of a somber note, but I think it's an important topic, and I think everyone would agree. Um, as you guys probably heard, uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and then seven other people were tragically um, killed in a helicopter crash. And, um, you know, there's not much else I can say that other people haven't said, but, you know, one thing I just wanted to share was just kind of how I, you know, experienced the news on Sunday. I was, you know, I was um, out and I... I preached that Sunday and, and I got back and um, read that online. I just I just couldn't believe it. And then when the news broke that um, his daughter was with, I just, it, my heart sunk. You know, I just can't even imagine what his family is going through right now, was going through, and of course, the family members of the other seven people in the crash. And, you know, just wanted to extend our, our thoughts and prayers to their family. And I know uh, the Bucks fans would agree this is a this is a loss not only for the NBA but um, you know for sports in general, uh, for humanity. The guy was the guy was an icon. He was a legend, and um, you know again thoughts and prayers. Brandon, do you have anything to add to that? Nah, because we don't want to dwell on something that you know sports media has been dwelling on for uh, what seems to be for a while. But just always remember that he was more first and foremost. He was a father, father and a husband first. And, you know, we can't take away what, you know, he's done for his family and his girls, let alone what he's done for the L.A. community off the court and on the court. So, you know, it, it, it was a sad and somber day there in L.A. But, um, yeah, um, I, you know, when I was sitting there, I was uh, watching the or getting ready to, you know, kind of watch the Pro Bowl and the news was starting to break. And I shot shot you the text because yeah. I knew you were a bigger, you know, you're more of a big NBA guy than I am. And uh, I think your reaction kind of said it most, you know, most of all. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was sad. It was sad to see. So, well, and can we but, say this before we move on, uh, guys? You know, we don't we talk. Uh, let's be honest. Football is a temporary thing. It really is. And, um, you know, as, as many of us would we, we think it's sometimes more than that. But what we what we talk about what these guys do it's a temporary thing it's just a, it's just a part of life and I guess if there's anything we can say to add value um, guys take every single moment live it to the fullest you never know how much time you have don't miss an opportunity to say I love you to your loved ones don't don't miss an opportunity live every day um, and and try to live it to the fullest I think you know, if, um, if we could just share anything, uh, from our limited experience, but you know, with, with us having families now, I just can't imagine, um, the feelings that, that the uh, Bryant family and everyone else is going through. So just take every moment, make sure to live life to the fullest and, uh, and say, I love you to your loved ones. Of course, we don't want to dwell on that too much longer, Brandon, but just 
let's just end with that on a positive note. Yeah. Make the most of life, and um, you know, why don't we just leave it there out of respect yeah. and go ahead and move on to something else? Yeah, let's let's move on and let's just talk about something that was happening that day. We'll we'll go ahead and talk about the Pro Bowl, and mm-hmm. let's just talk about something that just probably should just not be on TV anymore. Oh, at this I know, point. Like, right? I mean, I mean, like, I mean, what are they doing? I mean, I would much rather watch what they were doing. During throughout the week with yeah. you know these skill challenges, the dodgeball tournament, yeah. um, the you know that that's what I would you know that's what I would rather go see versus whatever was on the field the other day. I mean, I get like these guys, you know, I I get it's just a title, you know, like they're they're it's a just another thing added to what some of these guys are, you know, el- you know elite players, you know, or future Hall of Famers, you mm-hmm. know, especially Drew Brees getting that, you know, getting that first series, you know, in that Hall of Fame career, which, you know, a guy who essentially could end up retiring, you know, the way he was talking on the sideline, you know, and that's something that, you know, as Bucks fans, we, hey, <laughs> hallelujah, you know. <laughs> that's all right you know, with us. I'm, yeah, I'm completely fine with it, but it, it would be something – interesting to see you know because i see the pro bowl as you know maybe an opportunity for a lot there was a lot of guys out there that you know booger mcfarland was naming off that were free agents i mean you know he was just naming name after name after name after name that were free agents and i'm just like yeah but some of these guys are gonna stay with their team but then some of them you're right they're the cap space is just not going to be there and they're going to get cut yeah. And they're just going to walk away and go get some money somewhere else. I mean, we're in the top five in the cap space yeah. this coming up offseason. So, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting to see. Isn't it? And and we'll get guys, we'll get into free agency a little bit towards the end of the podcast. Um, but but as, as it rolls on, March is the deadline, I believe, uh, for some of the franchise tagging, which I think has a lot of implications. For our current situation, it's kind of a domino effect with some of the free agency money, depending on what's tied up and what the Bucks have to play with. You know, as it gets a little closer to that deadline, we'll have a lot more to talk about with free agency. And again, as you know, kind of post Super Bowl, we'll have a lot more to talk about with draft. But like you said, there were some some implications there. But but let's just talk about the Pro Bowl in general, Brandon. Like you said, the game is boring. So what are some ways that Maybe the NFL could could spruce up the Pro Bowl. Let me give you one uh, one way, and then I'll, I'll let you jump in. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think that we should give it real-life implications. So baseball does this. They do it a little bit different because of the seven-game series for the World Series. I believe the winner of the All-Star Game gets home field in the, uh, the next um, World Series. I think that's how it works. But my idea is to give real-life cash to the players that win the game. I think if you give them a little bit of, like a money incentive, they might play a little harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think money they talks. Do get, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they do get like a little bonus. I'm, it's not like a big bonus, but I, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think Pat McAfee actually said this on one of his podcasts that – um, they do get like a little incentive, like just money wise, just like a little. I know. Change, let's but, make it a little bit bigger, right? I mean, you you run in ads in NFL. You guys have so much wrong. money, man. You're not wrong. I mean, let's um, let's make it a little bit bigger, man. One one thing that they tried, and it was a and it was a rule change. Um, they got rid of obviously they got rid of the kickoffs in the Pro Bowl a couple years ago. But what they did was instead of like an onside kick. You can go for fourth and fifteen, and I thought that was pretty interesting, especially when the NFC was down. And I don't know if you caught it; it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting because who went it? Oh, Kirk Cousins went it, and he kind of just like aired it out, mm-hmm. and it was a interception, yeah, which resulted that. was pretty much a, almost a punt at the same time because <laughs> you know they returned it, you know, pretty much half the length of the field regardless. But at the same time, you're just like, this could work out just a little bit if you really think about it, because. That team makes that fourth and fifteen, which you know, it's not a favorable fourth and fifteen. You're right. But there have been some teams, Patriots, you know, some of these dominant teams, the Saints, who have gone on to a fourth and fifteen situation and you know converted. So it would 
that would be interesting to see if they would do different things like that in the yeah. Pro Bowl. Yeah. You know, change the role, change the rules up. Like, okay, um, you can only, you know, I don't know, only, okay, make it a seven man team. You know, yeah, I one mean, rec- one, something like that. I mean, you, we just one need, receiver, need something, right? I don't know, one receiver, make it like a or have like an all lineman. I don't know, all lineman receiving core. I don't know. Watch a fat man run down the field. You know, <laughs> just, just you know, I don't know something. You know. Gotta do something. And I mean, I saw someone in the comments say that, you know, it was like they weren't even tackling. Well, they weren't because that's the thing is it's it's kind of like the NBA um, All-Star game where guys just won't play defense. And it's, I mean, it's a similar situation where they don't want to tackle. And I understand these guys are all, this is their occupation. And so when it's a game that absolutely has zero it doesn't matter at all <coughs> what we're saying is to make it a little bit more interesting for the fans but also make it make it matter a little bit more for the actual players i mean you could do something fun i know this is never going to happen but i don't know about you brandon but i loved watching arena football in tampa it was so much fun <sighs> and i miss it a lot and i, I feel like something like yeah. that you know where you're kind of flirting with just a, a just a new interesting way of playing the game where it doesn't get people more hurt, but it's just, it's more interesting. I think that's what we're, what we're looking for. So I don't know, man, I I don't, I don't think it's even fixable though. (laughs) Just, just having another like, um, arena football version of like, of what would, that would be awesome. I like, I'm just thinking about thinking about the last game I went to and we were sitting, I took the kids with me and they were, oh, it was awesome. It, that's the story for another day. Anyways, but yeah, that would be something, that would be something to think about. I don't know. There, fix that, send that, or take it out of Orlando for the love of God. Oh my gosh. Like, like those guys are not going to sit here and take their, I'm, okay, take their family to Disney World over and over and over again. Okay, I get it. But take them to California. There, Disneyland's over there too. I mean, I get it. Like, I see where espn and disney are like hey you know we'll we'll draw families here and which they did they drew a lot of attention over to orlando this that weekend and brought a lot of attention but at the same time i just don't see what else they could do mm-hmm. I, moving up you know i've heard people and i think you mentioned it earlier i think one of your ideas was to move it back to hawaii and people have pitched that idea, you know, people would want to go back to Hawaii too. Yeah, there's that. But at the same time, it's like, it's just going to be the same thing as it is there with the incentive of, oh, okay, we're taking the family to Hawaii, right. you know, let's go on vacation a week in Hawaii. And it, there's not much for the kids to do in Hawaii versus going to Disney World. Yeah, that's true. Like, we saw, you know, if you follow the Bucks on, you know, the the social media, he was going to all the parks, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he was taking the family and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's just there was more things to the Orlando area for, the you know, the players and the family to do versus the mm-hmm. Hawaii aspect. But at the same time, it's just get rid of the game regardless and just stick with um, the skill challenges. Like, make more yeah. skill challenges. Like, make up – I don't know um, – do that tic-tac-toe thing with the kicking competition again mm-hmm. like they did a couple years ago. That was fun to watch. Like, like do something like that or do a uh, punt challenge and, like, do, like, a, uh, I don't know, do something. Just, I don't know, get rid of the game. Well, and uh, well, a couple things. We need to mention, number one, Shaq was at the game. I feel like we completely missed that. I mean, that was in our notes. <laughs> um, this is true. Uh, I mean, of course, the Bucks had three players um, who were selected for the Pro Bowl, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Shaq. Um, but Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are rehabbing uh, from the injuries they had during the season, and so they elected not to go. And I always think it's interesting, the people that get in, who were not originally selected, you know, it's that's that's how Jameis got in as an alternate. Um, you know, I'm like looking at these guys like, well, you're not better than Mike Evans, you know, <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't be here. But um, yeah, Shaq was there, and um, the game, you know, you're not really looking for sacks in a game like that. You know, it's not really a game for <laughs> a defensive end, but it was cool that he got to go, got recognized. He has gotten no love in the national media, really. 
Um, you know, he's, I think, like the guy from Arizona, Chandler, whatever his name is, has been getting selected to list. JJ Watt, um, or TJ Watt. Who? I was um, going to say, like, who? I, I was going to say, bad. someone. T- you know. One of the Watts. Like, all of these guys who did not perform as well as Shaq, were not as dominant as Shaq, didn't rack up as many sh- uh, sacks in four games like Shaq did at the beginning of the year, but because um, Tampa's a small market and because we didn't have a lot of team success uh, and w- there wasn't as much hype around us, you know, he doesn't get the love. And so it was good to see him get the love. He deserved it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's move. Um, are we done with the Pro Bowl? Mm-hmm. You want to move on to – okay. So let's move on to the Senior Bowl. Now, unfortunately, I lived under the rock. I was <laughs> at – I got stuck at work, unfortunately. I So – Micah, you're you're kind of gonna. I'm gonna feed off of your information. You know, I I was looking at it and mm-hmm. I kind of fed off of it. Sure. But I did not get to watch the game. I felt like I've lived under a rock. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's all good. I uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the CFB uh, college football championship last time. So, um, at the very end, we'll talk about juniors and seniors coming out uh, for running back and quarterback if the Bucks are in the market. And so I think that'll be something you can talk about, um, just kind of from the year, but specifically from the game. These were some prospects that popped to me, and it doesn't necessarily mean the Bucks are in the market for any of these guys, but I just, these are the ones that popped out to me. So let me just kind of go through my list here and to talk about some of the guys that looked really good and um, I think improved their draft, draft stock overall. First things first is Herbert. He is the quarterback coming out of Oregon. A lot of talk about him. Um, and of course, he's mentioned in the same conversation as a Tua, as a Burrow, but of course, you know, a lot of people have Burrow and Tua um, higher up than, than Herbert, and uh, maybe even, um, you know, Herbert is below a Jake Fromm or something like that, um, below a Jalen Hurts, just depends on who you ask, but he looked really good. He, he had the poise, he had the playmaking ability, he's got a little bit of mobility, and, and I the first thing I noticed was his arm. It's really strong, and he played in the first quarter. He got the North off to a 7-0 lead. He completed 9 of 12 passes, 83 yards and a touchdown, and, and he also gained you know 22 yards on three rushing attempts. That's pretty good for just limited snaps, and um, I was really impressed by him. And um, you know he, he, I think he improved his draft stock for coming out to the Senior Bowl. Um, a couple other quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. This was one of the ones where I would say he did not look good. Jalen Hurts did not look good, but the one thing I would say is his line was garbage. Oh my goodness. The North had an incredible pass rush, and they just kept dominating. And the, I mean, take a listen to, to these stats for the, for the line against Hurts. Bradley and I from Utah took Hurts down three times, three sacks. Alton Robinson from Syracuse got the QB two times. Kenny Willicks from Michigan State got two sacks also. Um, basically, like, I mean, Hurts wasn't standing up like the whole time he was there. He got hit a bunch. There were a couple of ducks flying through the air, but at the same time, he was under duress the whole time. So, in my opinion, I couldn't really make a good read on Jalen Hurts if he raised his draft stock simply because his line played horrible. So anyone listening, don't draft an offensive tackle from from Jalen Hurts' line, okay? Um, But uh, it was incredible to watch the pass rush from the north. That's another thing that um, many of kind of the Bucks, whether it's beat writers or draft sites, they've been talking about some of the potential, you know, needs or things that the Bucks might be looking for. And Edge has been mentioned um, only because we might not be able to keep all the guys that we have on our defensive line, and we might be looking for somebody to bolster up our uh, depth. So I don't know if any of these guys who flashed in the Senior Bowl will be available when the Bucks are looking, if the Bucks are looking to bolster up edge rushing depth, but uh, Bradley and I, Alton Robertson, Kenny Willicks looked really good, and I think they as well uh, up their draft stock. Yeah, I mean, and don't, you know, don't get me wrong when I say this. I'm letting you ramble on about these 
quarterbacks that you're talking about because, you know, you can talk about quarterbacks all you want, buddy, because, you know, we know you're a Jameis Winston lover, so it's okay, you know. We're, you know, we're just going to set that there for you. We're going to let, no, okay. No, I, I agree with some, you know, some of what you're saying. Um, there are some guys that I saw. Um, however, I do see Herbert not being there for the Bucks at 14. Yeah. I see him going a little bit earlier. Um, but that's something that we're just not going to need. Um, you know, and we talked about it, you know, several times already. You know, could Ed Rush be there for us? Absolutely. But it depends on who's there at 14 mm-hmm. um there's so many offense line that you know not just only from the east west shrine game who mm-hmm. which also you know had big showing in that offensive line you know uh, i kind of saw bits and pieces of that you know i heard you know i was watching social media you know people were watching that um because that's here here in town you know that's here in st pete so that's really close for us to you know get to and, you know, all our scouts could get there and watch it. So it was something cool. There were big names that could that have come out of that game. Tom Brady, you know, things like that. Um, but I think maybe an Ed Rush second round mm-hmm. could possibly be for us. But I would want an offense line. Of course. But Definitely. Well, and let me clarify, which, you know, I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to call you out or anything. I just said these were prospects that popped. Not necessarily prospects that for the Bucks. So, I mean, oh, if we're gonna get know. technical, I'm just talking about the draft in general. Okay. Well, you know, but but we all know how bad you just don't want Jameis in the back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're I'm gonna kidding. start a, a civil war. See, the thing is, is you know, I feel like I always get this bad rap. Um, and uh, you're not doing anything as my co-host to help me fight the good fight here. <laughs> Um, well, see, but this is why this is we're like we're co- this is why we're co-hosts. You know, I I have my one, I have my battles. You have your battles. Obviously, my battles are easily won versus your battles. Your battles, you you start digging this hole and you start you know start start jumping in it. So, <laughs> you know, I just I tend to prefer to you know just just lay things out honestly and you know not to you know. <laughs> You know, take the facts and distort them as I will, just because it might not upset uh, our our lovely fans. But anyway, okay, moving on. Brandon interrupted me. That's cool. To, so you want to? So you talked about the seniors. We've done talked about the seniors, but let's talk about some of these guys that are going to be coming out as juniors. Sure, and guys coming out early. So. Let me let me set the stage here. Um, we've got of uh, guys. We know offensive line is a big need. I just didn't see much of the offensive line really popping too much. I know somebody mentioned the North offensive line doing pretty well. I did see that they held up a lot better. Their quarterbacks had a lot more time on their hands. But as we kind of get into more of the the nitty-gritty and and specifically pinpointing some offensive linemen, we'll talk about the Werfs of the world and the the Wells of the world. Like We'll talk about these guys. Don't worry. We will. There's going to be a ton of offensive linemen. But specifically just from what I saw in the, the Senior Bowl, I don't have... Um, you know, all the information in the world, but just what I saw, um, some of the running backs really popped. And again, I don't know if we're going to be in the market for a running back or even if there, you know, if there will be one when we are in the market, but here's some of the guys uh, from the senior side of things that popped and then we'll get to the juniors, Brandon. So uh, man, Anderson looked really good. He led all uh, players in total yards from scrimmage with 130 he had seven rushing attempts for 43 yards, and then he caught two passes for 87 yards, including a 75-yard touchdown catch. So he looks really good, but you have um, Joshua Kelly, who who played, and I also liked uh, Michael P. Ryan. He just was a tough runner, but you, you got to give it to Kelly here. Um, he had 105 yards on 15 carries, really good average, and um, I think he's a, he's a pretty good senior. But, man, I mean, you, you, can't, you cannot – it just doesn't even compare to the juniors, does it? Give us the list of juniors coming out of the running back position. Sorry, I, I'm like, <laughs> I zoned out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know we're doing a podcast here, right? I mean, you, yes, you know, you can I'm play so trivia sorry. crack on your own time. We're doing a, the the people are watching us. This is kind of embarrassing for you, Brandon. It is. This is. I'm sorry. This was, this was one of these days where I'm just not having like the best day. I am so. I heard every bit of your 87 yard rushing, including the 75 yard t- 
touchdown. I heard it. I heard all of it. I it's okay. I'm, I mean, so I'm only a little bit sad, you know? It's okay. <laughs> okay, tell us about the juniors. Come on. Back in the game. Head in the game. Uh, okay. Let's go to the juniors. I'm so sorry. My mind was... Uh, let's go to Burrow. Let's, let's jump What are you talking... Burrow We're still talking about running backs. You said, ju- you said juniors. <laughs> yeah, are we talking about ju- running backs? The are juniors ta- are running back. Juniors are... Oh, okay. You want to talk about the kid out of Georgia? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? You obviously don't I'm- want to talk about running backs. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about quarterbacks a minute ago. Now we're talking about running backs. Uh-uh. Oh, my word. I'm so zoned out. I'm, okay. I'm so- come on. Come on. I'm, I'm walking away. I'm done. Done. Don't need this today. All right, running backs. Let's go. I'm done. All right, let's do it. All right, back in it. Oh my goodness, I can't even. Uh, you want to talk about running backs? Sure, I'll jump in. Okay, we have DeAndre Swift. <laughs> DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, maybe the best prospect at running back. Uh, but you also have guys like Jonathan Taylor, who got some Heisman consideration this past year from Wisconsin. J.K. Dobbins, who is is an awesome prospect out of Ohio State, and then someone that's a little bit more on the fringe, maybe um, someone that the Bucks might target simply because he might be there uh, when they're when they might be picking. Which I don't know how to say his last name, but it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I think from LSU. Hilaire. Uh, I mean, Hilar. talk about a great junior class that Brandon doesn't want to talk about. I don't know why, but I mean. These guys are great, and uh, I think the Bucks, they, they if if they look for a running back, um, I would suspect they'd probably, prob- pr- listen. If it was me picking, I might look past the seniors and look towards the juniors. I don't know about you. Now that I know what we're talking about, thank you. <laughs> I I couldn't agree more, honestly. And um, oh, man, where was I listening? There was a running back, and he it was in the pass blocking. They were talking about oh it was on TV. I was watching it today. It was on the NFL Network. They were talking about it, and one of the kids slipped out of my head. Anyways, he was picking up pass blocking like really easy, and it was something that you can't really teach. Anyways, that's something that I think the Bucks would need, you know. Mm-hmm. But they would also want a running style kind of running mm-hmm. back, you know, like. Someone that you can throw in there on third down, mm-hmm. so it would have to be a third, da- you know, a, right. a three down back. That someone that can go out there and play, one, you know, first down, second down, and third down, and be a pass, you know, a pass blocker. Um, so in my mind, you're right. Forget these seniors, these juniors that you're. It might have been. Oh, nope, nope. I don't remember what the kid's name was, but there was a kid that they were talking about today, and I'm, I'll come back to that, but. I promise you. You're right. It, we do need a running back. Do need a running back. But it was a junior. And they were – I'm so sorry, guys. This is just not my day. It's all, Listen, it's, it's all good. And you, you speak the truth. I think the Bucks are probably happy with the steps that Rojo's taken. Um, but I would like to see more. I mean, you, he was dynamic, dynamic coming out of um, Southern Cal. And to, I just, to come in and, I mean, not really perform – to, I mean, he has his first 100 rush, yard rushing game the last game of the year. Am I am I wrong? I mean, we need well, more out of Rojo if he's going to be our number one back. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Is he willing to learn to to pass block? Who knows? That's I mean, the question. It's just that's that's the million dollar question. But it doesn't seem like he's willing to learn it because mm-hmm. they every time they did, they put you know a Goopa mm-hmm. Wale. Yeah on third down to do the pass blocking and catch out of the backfield. So it was like, hmm. Plus, Peyton Barber did the same thing. So Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I definitely look for the Bucs to to look to bolster the running back position, if not just to throw a guy in there late, you know, in the later rounds just to, to, to compete. I mean, we we all know what happened with Jeremy McNichols. We all know that, but at the same time, we all know that you can get a running back from anywhere. It's just a matter of hitting on a mm-hmm. running back, right? So it it's could be one of these. It back. could be one of these seniors. It could be somebody from freaking Memphis or whatever. It could be from wherever. It's just if you the matter of hitting on the running back and and being able to to pick a guy who can do what you need him to do. 
Speaking of running backs, did you uh, catch out uh, Michael Pittman's juniors running or being a wide receiver? I did not. It, I did he, not. He didn't. He he. I saw some highlights. He he wasn't perfect, but he was all right. He. I mean, you could see him maybe being like a second or third string. I mean, so you know, if and if you guys live on a rock and you're not a big bucks fan. Um, Michael Pittman, you know, former uh, Super Bowl champ of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, just saying. His son is playing as a wide receiver, so I love as a wide wa- receiver of all places. I loved watching Michael Pittman. Um, he was kind of one of the unsung heroes of the backfield. Whenever, I, at least whenever I think back to those that era, I think of you know Mike Allstott out of the backfield. Um, yeah. But you saw some great runs from Michael Pittman. And um, you know he was he was integral as I don't know as much as as all stop but he was definitely a great force. Okay, quarterback, quarterback talk. Are you um, ready? Um, oh, so you're you obviously are ready to talk about quarterbacks. Quarterback talk. Quarterback. Right. Oh, I mean, because you know usually you're the one that's like, oh, James this, James that, James. I don't James, think James, you have James, a leg James, to stand James, on James, in this James, podcast. James, 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 you know, James, James, James. you I really don't. you literally I, ignored me, ignored <laughs> our our venerable, honorable, amazing. Listeners, you know, what were you doing, man? Were you just, you know, surfing Facebook? I mean, what's going on? Honestly, I was not. I was I was really kind of just staring at the screen. <laughs> I was I really don't know what was going on. You need a cup of coffee, bro. I I've been up since five o'clock. All right, whatever. Give give me that. So <laughs> anyways, Joe Burrow, out of LSU. He had I mean, coming I mean I, there was rumors, rumors, rumors that he wasn't coming out. Is he coming out? Is he coming out? I mean, I don't know. We don't know. Yes, we, we do. Don't know. I, is he? Yeah, is he of course he is. is He's he? going to be the number one pick, man. Is he, though? Yes. Is he, though? Yes. Really? Do you really think so? Yeah, I do. I really yeah. do. He's a lock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I really, honestly think so too. No, I think I'll, you know, I think uh, he's gonna be one of those kids that um, does really well, really, 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 really well. I think he's gonna um, he's gonna electrify this. Uh, he's gonna it's gonna be the new uh, Tom Brady of this league. You know, he's gonna it's gonna be electrified. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, we have Tua coming out of Alabama. Uh, Jake- uh, this one's gonna this one's gonna be interesting. This one's gonna be interesting because um, he kind of stumbled out of you know going in at the end of the season there uh, after losing you know kind of going out as you know falling out of the championship you know standing so to say you know the playoff rankings or so to say. Um, It'd be interesting to see where he he lands. Um, still top five, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, With his injury, I I don't know where we don't obviously have access to to medicals, and I know that was the, one of the the issues, particular with his case, was was injury, and true. the injury. I mean, hopefully it's you can rehab from it, but I don't know. You know, from what I read about his injury. You know, it could be something that could be potentially career-altering. So I know NFL franchises really, you know, this is something well-documented by the Draft Network guys, uh, specifically Trevor Sycamore. He always talks about what NFL franchises should do and what they, they do because they don't they don't always make the most logical decisions. You know, you saw Daniel Jones going far above, um, you know, uh, who went to the, the Redskins? Um, um. Are you talking about like starting quarterback or? Yeah, no, it was the rookie who ended up going to the Redskins. Anyway, Daniel Jones got taken far above uh, what we all thought oh. he was going to get taken, and it's just because oh, yeah. you know GMs are human and they make decisions not always on the same factors and variables that we think that are important. And so for me, I'm like, man, I'm just a little worried about the the injury for Tua. I don't know if I would take him, but an NFL franchise could say, <coughs> oh yeah, he'll hey, be listen. he'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Listen, we'll take him. When Daniel Jones was playing at Duke, he was a pretty good player. Okay, I'm a I'm a Duke fan. I'm from North Carolina, from that part of North. Well, I'm not from that part of North Carolina, but I watched Duke football, and Daniel Jones was a pretty good, decent player. Just saying. All right, back to uh, your nonsense of Tua. 
<laughs> or you want to go to Eason now from sure. Washington? Sure. Let's, let's talk about Eason. <laughs> Jacob Eason. Right. Hey, this is actually. I, I mean, we've we've heard a little bit of a little bit of rumbling about Jacob Eason. He he tends to be the kind of quarterback that a Bruce Arians type would like. And he's got an arm. He's he's a gunslinger. I've watched uh, um, some of his highlights. He's he's very good. Of course, competition's different at the stage he was playing on. He played at Wish, uh, Washington, and just you know trying to figure out does that is that gonna uh, carry on to the next stage? Um, I don't know. But he definitely, if if Bruce Arians had to pick a type of quarterback, you would definitely want that type. And there's been some speculations. Um, that the Bucks might take a quarterback like J- Jacob Eason or Jacob Eason um, and then get a veteran as a bridge. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that's the reason why he's on this list, partially because of that, but also because he is one of the, the prospects as a junior that's coming out that's worth some what's worth at least a note. Right. Okay, Jordan Love. Jordan Love out of Utah State. He's fine. He's fine. I mean, he he threw an incredible TD to inter, inter, uh, interception ratio last year, but then this year it was I mean it was like 16 TDs, 14 interceptions, something like that. It was really close. He did not have a great year, and then coming into the draft process, I mean, you see the raw talent, but you also see a lot of interceptions this year, and there's another guy with a lot of raw talent. And interceptions, and do do we think that the Bucks are going to draft somebody that's similar to Jameis? I don't know. So I don't. Do you have any thoughts on Jordan Love? Nah, I'm just I'm just warming up my arm. Got just it. Warming up my arm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and just. Nah, I I honestly I didn't see much of uh, of him to really put my two cents in him. So sorry. It's all good. <laughs> So those are the juniors. We have some seniors coming out. Um, we'll just hit them real quick. Um, Herbert out of Oregon. We talked about him already. Jake Fromm mm-hmm. out of Georgia, and then oh, that, yeah, go ahead. That one could be that one could be very interesting to see. I maybe 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 late first round, maybe maybe second round. Yeah, maybe that sounds about right. Then you got Jalen Hurts. This is a weird one. I mean, I just don't know what to make of him. I I, I haven't seen a lot of great performances out of him that I would. Personally, I know he has played well in the in the past, and I just I don't know. I'm not impressed by him, and and I would um, not want to see the Bucks take him. Have you seen? Well, obviously the Bucks would have taken, but have you seen this injured, like depleted NFL league right now, where these injuries are like stacking up in quarterback right now? Mm-hmm. Easily, maybe late first round, maybe mid first round, but first round somewhere. Yeah, maybe maybe late first round. Okay, so now on to some... Oh, Jesus, some, here we go. <laughs> and listen, we need to hit this relatively quickly so we can get on to the Super Bowl. I'd love to talk about that. So there have been rumors, and I'm not saying that they're true, but I'm just saying there have been rumors, and we're just reporting the facts here. Rumor. <laughs> reporting the facts no, they're of the not rumors. facts. <laughs> no, no, no. The, there is a fact, fact. The, there is a fact that Philip Rivers is moving oh, to Florida. Now, what are the implications of said you know, moving? But is, he's six hours away from Tampa. Six hours. Six hours away. Micah, I am putting a pin in it. He is not – there is – okay, the only way, the only way that he comes to Tampa is we don't sign Jameis Winston, we draft a young quarterback, and we use him as a bridge quarterback. That's But that's the only way. Yes, that's, that's the, the only that, way. that would be the scenario people are talking about. The rumors are but, that he's moved but, to Florida no, no, and – Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. nope. There, there, there are two nope. hosts of this. I will give you my take. People have talked about this, and here's my take, guys. I have heard that insurance for your children is cheaper in Florida. <laughs> Philip Rivers has this, 17 this kids. True. So, you know, I mean, he could be coming here to be the next quarterback for the Miami Dolphins and get his kids insurance that he can finally afford. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> that man needs a hobby. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> anyway, the rumors are that, you know, he might come here as a bridge quarterback and then, you know, we get a drafty young guy and, you know, okay, Philip Rivers, rumor. you know, okay, but th- this is too early rumors. Like, this is like, forget about it. Like, this is, we'll talk about rumors maybe in another two weeks or so. Like, and another rumor someone asked <laughs> about uniforms. I haven't heard Jack Diddley squat. Like, who are we? Like, stop. We haven't heard like, this stuff. Like, I'm just. 
I'm just some random guy that just goes to Bucks games, enjoys it, and we talk about it in a microphone. Like, yeah, I mean, who am I? We to love know the Bucks. That we're gonna. But like, we don't know. I honestly love the logo. I really do. Yeah. But the uniforms, eh? Whatever. Okay, change them up. Do whatever. Just put product on the field. That's gonna win Super Bowls. That's all I care about. Let's move on to the Super Bowl. All Good right, stuff. that was my rant. Great, for Let's great go. segue. Now onto the Super Bowl. Okay. So the matchup is between the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers. Who would have thought the 49ers would be in the Super Bowl? Brandon, let's talk about some storylines. How does that sound? All right. Can I just say how like it kind of ironic that someone that you know was a dominant defensive person went to that team and he's in the Super Bowl? Yeah, you talk about John Lynch. Oh. I was talking about one of a guy from last year, you know, went on injury reserve. Talking about Mr. Quan Alexander. We all love Quan. Bucks love Quan. And guys, it should be clear who we should be rooting for in this game. John Lynch, of course, has assembled an awesome 49ers team. He's the GM there, and he's doing a great job. And uh, and of course, Quan is uh, playing linebacker for the 49ers at a pretty penny. We could not match it, and we didn't really want to. Uh, but uh, he's he's been balling out in the games that he's been able to play. He has been hurt this year, but they have put together, I believe, the league's best defense, and it shows. They are a dominant defense. Yeah, and John Lynch has the opportunity to become a Hall of Famer this weekend as well. Right. I know he could be a Hall of Famer and win a Super Bowl as a player and a former weekend. player. What? Oh, guys! Wow, you need to you need to be rooting for the 49ers. I mean, you need to get all the good mojo out in the air because this is one of our own. I've got his jersey in here. I mean, this is one of our guys. Of course, Quan. We I love Quan, so gotta root for him. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna walk around wearing my John Lynch jersey on Sunday good. just for this reason. Yeah, me too. I think, yep. I think I'm gonna bring it out. Good job. Yep. Good job. Good job. Oh, okay. Good job. All right. Show's over. Good night. No. No. I'm show's not over. <laughs> okay. We got one more storyline to talk about. Um, before we talk about specifically the matchups, Andy Reid and his playoff history. Okay, playoffs. so and I quote: "This is you know it's just some something on off the internet." He led the Eagles to five National Football Conference championship games, including one of them against us. Exactly, including four consecutive consecutive appearances from two thousand one, two thousand four, and then one Super Bowl appearance in two thousand five. Um, Which they could have won. They could have. Um, Andy Reid ranks sixth in all-time NFL head coaching wins at 221. And that's the most of any NFL coach without a championship. So, nah, can Andy Reid get over the hump and nope. win the big one? Nope. Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. There is a chance. There is a way. But the 49ers have got to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Oh, oh yeah, hold on. This is, here, here's my thing. The 49ers have got to run the ball. They oh, have to okay, get... hold on, hold on. Let me let me preface this. I was just looking astonished because I thought you meant like to hurt Patrick Mahomes and put oh. him on the sideline. Whoa. Whoa. I know, that's what I thought. Whoa. I thought you were I, like... I would not want... No, I do not wish ill, Ill Brandon, being on Brandon, you really should like not no. say things like that. I, we're going to get kicked whoa, off the air. Don't be putting words on my mouth. Oh, my Did word. Did you hear what no. Brandon... What's your middle name? Nope, nope. Nope. Brandon nope. William Ricketts nope. said <laughs> oh, live yeah, on the podcast. Put, go ahead, you can put William there. That's not my middle name. Anyways, regardless, <laughs> they're they're gonna need to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines by running the ball. You're if you're letting put Jimmy G in there, make him throw it eight times. That's it. That's what you've done in the playoffs before. You're gonna do it again. Run the ball, protect the ball, but keep him on the sidelines. Run that clock. Be that clock is gonna be your best friend because Patrick Mahomes he's gonna be slinging it. Yeah, slinging it. All right, and here here's my here's my bold prediction. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna have seven different receivers, seven different receivers, and guess what? Five of them are gonna have touchdowns. That's a bold prediction. That's a very high scoring Super Bowl. It's a bold prediction. Yeah, I I mean it could be a it could be a toss you know it it might be a close scoring game you know because the 49ers are gonna hold on to the ball but the Chiefs are gonna go down and score right back you yeah. know so that's just 
Again, I'm with bold you. prediction. I'm with you. And honestly, I kind of feel the same way. I had this written in my notes. I think that you're right, that the 49ers could rely on their running game and to limit any potential turnovers. They, Brita and Mostert have been incredible. They both have around 600 yards. Um, Brita has 600 yards, on, around 600 yards, and Mostert has 700 yards around about that for the season. But Mostert has come on strong uh, in the playoffs. He had, <laughs> this is crazy, 220 yards and four touchdowns against the Packers. So I look for the running backs, like you said, to have big games and um, to be able to you know, beat the, the Chiefs. Like you said, you've got to slow them down. And one of the ways you can slow them down is by game management. Now, on the other yeah. side of things, on the other side of things, Travis Kelsey, I think he's going to have a big game. I'm calling for that. He's had over 1,000 yards this season, 12.7 yards per catch, you know, five TDs, not as many touchdowns as you might think, but... Um, and I think he can be really productive and be a big force oh, for yeah. Patty. Patty Mahomes, man. Yeah. An opportunity. I, and, and, you know, I, I just made the defense for the 49ers. I haven't made my defense for the, um, you know, the Chiefs yet. There's a good chance that the Chiefs walk away with this championship yeah, as well. there's a great chance. Um, because that, that's a banged-up 49ers defense right now. They're they're just getting everyone back healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, this playoff was, a, you know, finally their first time that they've all played together since – the middle of the season, you know, as a group through the playoffs. So it was, it's, they're still a little banged up, yep. but at the same time, they're finally getting healthy. But at the same time, this 49 or this Chiefs offense is a high power offense. Yeah. We have it here in Tampa, but they have it over there in the AFC. They, we, we had the opportunity to go against this 49ers defense before, like here in Tampa, the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. We saw what the, that defense can do, but. They're banged up now. Yep. This is at the end of the season. It's all or nothing. That that, that Chiefs team is just going to go down there. Boom, boom. Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are just going to shove that ball down that field. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a high-scoring game on that Chiefs sideline. Side yeah. Well, and I mean, you saw what they could do against the, the Titans they or against the Texans. They, you know, put up three touchdowns in the matter of like but two we're or talking three minutes. about the Texans. Say again? We're talking about the Texans. We're talking about the Texans. Yeah, like they gave up three touchdowns in three minutes. I mean, I mean, it's it, you can look at it both ways. I mean, the the Chiefs' <laughs> offense is pretty dang good. Um, no, I yeah, I'm in agreement. I mean, you see, it's so cool when you see teams do things that kind of I don't want to say break the league, but that play on different trends in the league and exploiting opportunities. And one of the things that the Chiefs have done is they've they have disproportionately valued speed uh, with their wide receivers, uh, running backs, um, and, and, you know, even, I wouldn't say necessarily tight ends. I mean, Kelsey is not at that fleet of foot, but he's just dominant. Uh, but with their wide receivers, they disproportionately valued speed. Smaller guys, but fast guys. And you see what they can do. They're so creative. Andy Reid's a great coach. Uh, but then you look at the other side, and the 49ers, man, what a team. I would say that's a really complete team. I think their running back group is great. QB's played pretty well. Um, you know, they've got yeah, – receivers are fine. Uh, but then you look on the defensive side. I mean, the, their defensive line's great. Fred Warner, right, Quan in the middle. And you got Richard Sherman in the, in the defensive backfield. I mean, that's a, that is a defense that, that could win you a championship. And I think – it's gonna be. Um, it's just gonna be come down. I think to turnovers, and that's almost every game, but specifically a game where I think the teams are pretty evenly matched. It's gonna be who turns the ball over most, and I think that's what I'm calling for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I John Dean just said it in the comments, it's gonna be very identical to the 2002 our our Super Bowl, um, Bucks versus Ravens. You know, which you know, kind of you know, Raiders but defense versus you know. Defense, offense. You know who's gonna get it? Yeah, Ra- or Raiders. Sorry. Okay. Um, who's gonna Who's gonna be hungry for it more? Yep. And I, you know, it's just gonna be interesting to see. Um, we got five minutes, man. Um, anything else we want to talk about? You want to get our like last minute prediction in? Because you know Ooh. we got our prediction in completely wrong. You know this entire playoffs because it got shot within the first week. <laughs> Freaking Titans. Hey man, give it up to the Titans though. They, they tried. <laughs> man, this this is this is a this is difficult. 
I, I didn't even I didn't think about this beforehand. Us doing predictions, we I probably should have thought about this. Um, it's okay. I zoned out. You zoned out now. So it's no, okay. no, no. My zone out is not nearly as bad as your zone out. <laughs> you didn't answer me for a whole three seconds. <laughs> That's what we call dead air. Yes, it dead was. Air. It was kind of awkward. You know, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Anyways, all right, I'll do mine. All right, here we go. Ready? It's going to be a high-scoring game of 49ers, 38, Kansas City, 36. 38, 36, you said? 38, 36. I'll say it again. 49ers, 38. Kansas City, 36. And I am the king of the zone, as John Johnny Dean said. Boom! <laughs> I'm going to say Chiefs, 28. 49ers, 35. Ooh, 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 ooh. I like it. Guys, drop your predictions in the comments. We would love to see what you guys, guys have. Guys, it's been fun. I'm so sorry I zoned out earlier. It's been fun. It, now, we got so much you, more. You know, you're so. you're gonna need to make up for it next time with some some primo draft analysis. Okay, I believe hey, listen, we're about I, to get into that listen, season, aren't we? I you have no idea. I have like this whole file going on offensive linemen right now. Like you you'll be you're gonna be impressed. I I've been working hard. Been working hard. Yeah, kind of hard to tell, but you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brandon, do you have any final thoughts for us? Oh, man, it's been fun. You know, RIP to, you know, the great Kobe, you know, Kobe Bryant and his family, you know, or to to his daughter and the, the friends and family around him. But, guys, let's go out there. Let's have a great Super Bowl, and let's get John Lynch that ring and his, pro, or, and his Hall of Fame ring. Let's go out there. Let's get in the zone, just like Uncle B gets zoned every day. Let's go. As always, a big thank you to Bucks Report. Beware the Bay Podcast would not be where it is without being a part of the Bucks Report Network. You can, of course, find them on Facebook at Bucks Report. We love them. You guys love them. Uh, there's nothing else to say. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Beware the Bay and on Facebook at Beware the Bay Podcast. Thank you again, faithful Bucks fans, for tuning into the podcast, and we will see you again next week. No. Two weeks. (laughs) Dang it. Two weeks. I'm leaving that in. That's going to be in the audio. Oh, my goodness. Brandon. (laughs) Oh, my word. Okay, this is what happened. (laughs) No. Hold on. Hold on. You don't get to explain yourself. You threw me off my game completely. We had about 10 minutes in the podcast where I was like, uh, and, um, um. And uh, you know the juniors. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Are you dying? <laughs>